Yo, we back. Juice Thompson here. Season two, episode one, Wildcat Alley on Beyond the Big Ten. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Season two, episode one, the Wildcat Alley podcast. I'm Alex Margatulio, my co-host, Juice Thompson. We're here to bring you back with another season of Northwestern Wildcat basketball. Really looking forward to, to touch a base with you, Juice, talking about the upcoming season, a couple games that we've already played. Um, I know we have some bold predictions, some outlooks that uh, we're going to cover on the episode today. But first and foremost, great to see you. Obviously, I saw you a couple weeks ago um, at the inter-squad scrimmage um, with you and the kids. But just checking in, wanted to see how everything's going on your end. Hey, man. Glad to be back on the show, season two. Things have been great, man. You know, it was good seeing you and your wife a couple of weeks ago. I'm excited to, you know, see your new bundle of joy. But, uh, yeah. you know, things have been good. Training has been great. Being able to see the cats back in action has been good. And, you know, I'm excited. Congratulations to you, a dad now. You know, you and your wife, who you know, have known for many years from Northwestern, Welcome the daughter into the world. So congratulations, man. How's that been? You know, as a dad transitioning into that, got the season starting, you got work. I know you're juggling a lot right now. So how's it been, man? Yeah, it's, it's been a lot, but it's obviously a super exciting time for, for me and my family. Um, my wife and I just uh, introduced our, our first daughter into the world, which um, is a true blessing. I hope the um, the editing folks on the, on the back end of the, the program can uh, potentially edit out some some dark bags under my eyes because I'm a little sleep deprived. But um, nonetheless, it's all worth it, man. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. So um, just adjusting to to new life, right? Um, adjusting new life, but consi- consistently watching hoops um, with her in my arms. So looking forward to to chatting with that about you, and um, yeah, just just looking forward to talking shop about the cats. Um, looking good so far. Um, a couple games in. Um, I know I got some predictions. I got some um, some cool stuff that I wanted to take a look at X's and O's wise. Um, what did you see from the exhibition and then the games against? Uh, we'll start with Binghamton, um, our first home game. What, what were some of your thoughts um, on that? Yeah, you know, starting with that first game, you know, what what we all expected. It was a slow start. You know, we got you know pretty much the same team, but we got a couple new pieces. And, you know, we lost Chase Adige, and we knew that one player couldn't come in and fill his role of everything that he was able to do for us last season. But, you know, with the addition of, you know, the transfers, you know, the new players, Jordan Clayton, and, you know, I really love, I'm high on Ryan Langboard from Princeton. Oh, he's yeah. coming in, he's got that experience and everything. But, you know, we started off slow, but we kind of got, you know, adjusted to the style of play, got a couple stops, and then, you know, we started to pull away. You know, didn't have a great shooting night. Boo still had 27 points. What Brooks, I think, you know, a double-double. So, you know, those two are going to be, you know, our two key guys. And then, you know, you got the addition of Ryan Langborg, and we got some bigs inside. But I think overall we played a pretty good game. Just got, you know, shake off those cobwebs and starting to really adjust and get our chemistry going. Uh, But for the first game, I think overall it was great. You know, I would like to see, you know, bigger crowds, you know, I get it's the first game, not the greatest team, but overall, I think it was pretty good—a great stepping stone for us. How'd you yeah, feel about it? I, I agree. I think it's a—it was a stepping stone game. It's probably one of those that you're not going to look 
too hard at. Um, just given the atmosphere, given um, the team we were going against, no shot at Binghamton, they were pretty solid. Um, I just don't think we had our, our A game, and I don't think it's, it's one of those games that you can reflect on and be like, okay, here, you know, obviously some, some learning aspects, but nonetheless, it's, it's just going to be one of those stepping stone games, like you mentioned, um, that we can build off of and be like, okay, here are some mistakes. Here are where, here's where we really need to improve. And you definitely saw that as we moved into uh, the Dayton game on Friday night. But before we get into that, let's, let's take a step back. Let's, let's take a look at the roster as a whole, right? Let's take a look at, um, you know, you, you mentioned some new additions. You mentioned the transfers. Um, who do you see as being the breakout candidate um, potentially for this squad? I know, you know, Brooks back-to-back double-doubles. He's going to be highly looked at. Boo, preseason All-American, Koozie Award finalist, all of these preseason accolades um, coming off the, the back end of a tremendous season as well. Um, who do you think is going to be that X factor, that it guy that's going to take us to the next level or get us back to the promised land in March? So I, I got a couple guys, you know, you got Brooks, like you mentioned, you know, he's getting, he has a bigger role this season. You know, he had oh, yeah. his first start in the first game and, you know, he's produced, you know, 18 and 13 and he followed it up with another double double in the second game. So I think he's going to be huge. He's going to really, you know, showcase what he can do in this bigger role. And, you know, I had an opportunity to play with him this summer and I, I, I love his game. Well, I didn't realize how good he, I didn't realize how good he was defensively. Right. Like um, he kind of got over, I think it got a little overshadowed with how tenacious and, um, and good chase was defensively last year. But I mean, he had what four steals, like a few blocks. Um, He's in passing lanes. He's getting deflections. He's going to be used as that primary doubler um, in our core defense. Uh, I'm just, I'm wildly impressed with his poise and then just his defensive awareness and tenacity. You could tell he's a coach's son, right? He has that knack for the ball. He's always getting deflections, doing those little things. And then, you know, while we're on the, the, the topic of Brooks, uh, his press conference after Dayton, um, I actually watched it a few times. I was just incredibly impressed with his poise, his moxie, his, his answers back to the media, and just like what he is focused on um, as a new you know, a newfound leader on this team. So um, we can get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, obviously he's going to be an X factor. Um, how about a bench guy? Um, anybody coming off the bench or a, a potential, like, yeah, you know, that's my guy. Le- I was Le- setting you up for that one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the X factor. What he did, you know, I know we haven't touched on the Dayton game, but the spark he provided in, what, those 19 minutes, nine points, couple blocks, just the energy he brought off the bench and, what he's capable and able to do, that's going to be huge for us because, you know, once we get in that dating game, we'll talk about, you know, Boo being in foul trouble. But, you know, I'm going to go with Martinelli off the bench as a, that X factor for us. And then as a starter, you know, you got Brooks and even Ty Berry. I think he's going to be special for us. Coach Collins is really high on him for what he's capable of doing for the team and making shots, playing defense. So I'm going to go Brooks, Ty as the starters. But that X factor off the bench, I'm going to go Nick Martinelli. How about you? Who yeah. do you got? You know, you kind of stole my answer. That was That's my guy. Um, he put, looked like he put on like 10, 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. He looked great. Um, you know, supposedly, word on the street is that the coaches had to tell him to, like, get out of the gym a little bit. He's a complete gym nut. And, 
you know, which is always something you, you want to hear out of uh, a sophomore, right? A true sophomore that's looking to, t to step up and take a bigger role. Um, I think the intangibles that he brings um, are, you know, a necessity for, for what we do and our identity. Um, he's not the, the fleetest of foot by any means, um, but he always has that knack for the ball. He's always in getting offensive rebounds, um, hitting that little floater. And then he's a really good post player, right? He's someone that we could throw the ball to in the post um, against, you know, maybe some smaller guards that he gets miss, uh, that they gets mismatches on. Um, and he's obviously a willing passer as well. So uh, I think he's going to be a great, you know, sixth or seventh guy for us. I know you mentioned Ty. When he's making shots, we're going to be very difficult to beat because um, the way that we can stretch and extend the floor now with basically four shooters around a center uh, is going to be a little different than, than how we played last year. Um, at times, we struggled to shoot the three. I think the addition of, of Langbord is going to be critical for that, right? A guy that you can just plug and play into a similar offense that he played with, with Mitch in Princeton. Um, and you can already see some of those things that he's brought um, to the game and to the offense that I think uh, are going to be awesome. He threw a couple skip passes in the exhibition or in uh, the Binghamton game that were just right on the money for, for threes. Um, and definitely something that, that you and I worked on a lot when we were, mm -hmm. were under Mitch's tutelage too. So that was just cool to see, right. Some of those, like some of those demeanor things and, and, uh, in ways that, that he taught that have come out in Langborg. And I think they're going to help propel our team offensively. And I think, you know, efficiency wise, we shot over 50% um, from the field in both games. Um, we're getting good shots as well. And we're getting our guys uh, that are our scorers in, in, in situations uh, to succeed. So um, I think a lot of that is, you know, flow and ability to work together as a team. But again, I think coaching wise, we've, you know, taking a step up too. Obviously I'm, I'm uh, a huge proponent of, of how good our staff is, but I think they threw in some wrinkles over the last couple of games as well that I was super impressed with. I haven't seen them in the, you know, 10 years that that coach has been, uh, you know, at the helm. So I'm excited to see what they, they keep coming up with. Likewise. So now we're on the topic of the team and the wrinkles they're throwing in the offense. What are your predictions for, you know, Northwestern non-conference and then even in conference? You think, you know, we can go back to back to the tournament I, again? I don't see why not. I really don't. I would be shocked if we don't. I actually have a prediction that by the Purdue game. So what is that? December 1st? The first, yeah, we can. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Like we could be, uh, you know, it could be two ranked teams going head to head. I really think that you, you've seen a couple teams um, kind of flutter a little bit uh, in that top 25. I think we're going to be turning some heads with our ability to shoot the ball um, and with the emergence of Brooks as a true all-conference type player. Um, I think we're going to turn some heads nationally um, leading up. But obviously, we have to take care of business in November, right? We have some games coming up that um, you know, are against Division One opponents, right? We play Western Michigan at home. We play Rhode Island um, and you know Mississippi State or Washington State. Those are two you know, power five teams. So we have some, some opportunities there to number one, gain confidence to number two, play against teams that are in solid conferences that are, you know, proven winners. And then, you know, obviously have a, a shot against a, a top three team in, in early December. So I, I definitely think, you know, the outlook for me is like, okay, we could be potentially ranked before that Purdue game. 
you know, I don't see us cracking maybe the top 20 at that time. Um, but, you know, maybe a 24, 25 versus a, you know, a potential number one team in the country at that time since Duke lost already. So like, there's just some, some wild scenarios out there. Um, but we just got to take every game as an opportunity to, to improve. You know, this team hasn't been together all that long, right? It's been a summer. We have a lot of new, new faces, a lot of new players. Um, but for me, it seems like they're meshing together. Well, what are you, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, I definitely think the chemistry and everything is coming together. Offensively, you know, that ball has been moving and we're showing that versatility. We have multiple players that can score, you know, just like that Dayton game. Boo was in foul trouble. You got Martinelli stepping up off the bench. You know, Ty's making big shots down the stretch. Brooks, Ryan. I think, you know, with that versatility offensively, things are looking good. But defensively, I think, you know, we just got to get that chemistry a little bit down on a defensive yeah. end. You know, you know, like I said, it's a new team. They're buying into the system and the defensive strategies. But I just feel like we're one step slow on the rotations. And, like, that started to show, you know, the first couple games. But by the time we get to playing Purdue, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. There's no reason why we shouldn't make it back to the tournament this year. And by the time we play Purdue, you know, in a couple of weeks, we should be, you know, a nationally ranked team. As long as we take care, you know, home court, you know, we got some games on a neutral site. But I think we're in really good shape. We're starting to come together and, you know, I think we'll make history and get back to back to the tournament again. I agree. I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a rightful claim. And I mean, honestly, why, why can't we, you know, why can't we win 14 games in the conference? Right. I obviously like winning at home is super crucial. Have to do that early. Um, but last year we were so good on the road. Can we, um, can we mimic that? Can we repeat that road success? Can we keep that focus and composure? Um, and now we're going to be a team that is not going to fly under the radar, right? We take a look at all the, the power rankings that are coming out. We're not in that bottom four anymore. You know, um, I've seen us as high as five in some of these, right? Which I think is, is very, you know, true to size. I think we are a top five team in the conference. I really do. We have experience. We have leadership. We have shooting. Um, the defense, I think, will come together. Um, so... All that being said, I, I think we can be a top five team in the conference. I think we could be one of those perennial ranked teams. And then if we can bring that atmosphere at Welsh Ryan, uh, like we did for most of last year, and I'd love to see it in November. I'd love to see it in early December on these non-conference games as well. I think, you know, we can be a, a surefire top 25 team for the entirety of the year where we're talking, you know, juice in, you know, January and, and February. It's like, it's like, what seed are we, right? It's not going to be, you know, are we getting in? Like, yeah. we've already done the legwork. Like, but, but what seat are we? Where are we going? Where where are you and I taking our families to, to go watch these these guys play? So um, that's what that's what my hope is. That's what my anticipation is. Um, again, there's some definitely some room for improvement. But, you know, nonetheless, I think this team has all the features, all the right build. Um, and it seems like chemistry-wise, they are very together, right? It seems like they really care about one another. Um, they're really playing Northwestern basketball and uh, obviously taking on that, the mantras that coach Collins and staff uh, want, um, you know, to, to, to be like our identity. So um, yeah. some, some really good stuff. I love it. So I'm just going to throw it out there as we're talking about rankings. I'm going to, it's not even a, a long shot. I'm going to say by the time the season ends, by some point, we're going to be top 10 in the country. 
I feel, you know, that good about the team. Like you mentioned, we're coming together. The chemistry is great. They're buying into what the coaches staff, you know, is preaching their philosophies offensively, defensively. And like you said, you know, there's room for improvement, but that's every team. But the thing about us, we have that experience that, you know, that cohesion. We have a lot of guys coming back from last year and the people that we brought in, they have experience. Ryan Langbord coming from Princeton, that crazy run he had in the tournament. We got the big guy, Blake. He's coming in with the experience. He's blocking shots. He's giving us good energy. So I, I like really, him too, by the way. I like I yeah. like Blake a lot. Yeah. He's real good. So that's my, you know, bold prediction. I see it. By the end of the season, we're gonna be top 10 in the country. And like you mentioned, you know, we're a top five team in the conference. But you know, last year we finished second place. Why can't we win the conference this year? We started off at home against Purdue. I'm sure it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be a great environment. You know, even the last game against Dayton, the students, they came out. Northwestern's doing a great job of promoting, getting the students out there, getting them raising canes, T-shirts and everything. So that's my that's my bold prediction. We're going to be top 10 at some point and we're going to continue to get better. I love that, man. I I, I can piggyback off that all day. I, I, I think that's a great prediction. Uh, and again, we have many, many opportunities to win on the road in the in the conference. Again, conference is as good as ever. Right. We say this every year. The conference is stacked from top to bottom. Um, there are no easy games. There are no easy outs. I've watched a little bit of Minis- like Minnesota, Nebraska. They're better, right? Like all these, even the teams that were in the bottom of the conference last year, they're better. Ohio State is going to be better. Um, you know, Illinois is obviously a, a, a team to, to be reckoned with. Um, and then, you know, you have your perennial powers, Michigan State, Purdue, um, Indiana, like all these uh these juggernauts at the top of the conference as well um, that we're going to be looking to knock off. And I, I think, um, I think it's good that we're not flying under the radar anymore. I think it's going to keep um, the guys focused and sharp and understanding that they're going to need to bring their a plus game every day in order to, 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 to win in the conference and uh, be successful. So I think, you know, just locked in and practice, right. You've been to a couple practices, what have you seen um, on that side of the house, um, you know, that can eventually get them to that top 10 ranking that, that you're that you're looking at? That, just to go back, that chemistry, like you've been saying, yeah, yeah, practice. I mean, you got guys holding each other accountable and it's not like, you know, some guys may be yelling at each other, not just the coaches. You know, there's players where, you know, you you miss this rotation. This is what you have to do. And, you know, the great teams, when your teammate gets on you, they're not taking it the wrong way. They're listening, they're accepting it, and then they're making adjustments. So I think that's going to be, you know, that's one of the big things that stands out in practice and in the games. And, for example, you know, the last game, you know, I was at against Dayton. Like you said, everyone's playing for each other. Their chemistry is great. You know, Boo was out in foul trouble with a couple minutes left. And I I remember right when Brooks walked past the bench, you know, Boo says something, and Brooks says, I got you, bro. And the next play, he makes that, you know, that bump, that little fade. So it's just those small things of, you know, I got you. I got your back, even though you're not in the game. And then he goes and make a big shot. So I think it's little things like that, you know, just it starts in practice. You know, we were watching practices in the summer and their practices were intense. Like it was, you know, a regular season practice. So I think that's translated and really helped. And one other thing I think, you know, you talked about the wrinkles that they've been making. You know, we can going to this Dayton game, you know, I got a lot. I'm, I was really excited about it because that's a great team. 
you know, the wrinkles, like you said, first half, we were doubling in the post and Dayton picked it apart. They shot over 50% in that game for three. And then the second half, Coach Collins and staff, they went away from the double teams in the post and they went to one-on-one coverage. And I think that gave us, you know, a little bit of advantage and that helped us with our defensive rotation. So I think that's overall, that chemistry is what's going to separate us. Chemistry and our experience going down a stretch. Because as you know, great teams find ways to win games, even when it's close or whether or not it's a blowout. I agree. I agree, man. And getting back to your point about, about, about practice and like holding each other accountable. Um, you and I both have been on some, some great teams. You most recently been on like championship teams, right? Um, the best teams that I've been on have been when the coaches aren't necessarily talking all the time, right? It's like the, the players are assessing the problems and being like, Hey, like if you go here, I'll be here. Right. If, you know, if I go double, like you need to drop into the eye, right? Like all of these, these types of things where the players are talking it out or the players are saying, Hey, like I got your back or, Hey, you need to do this better. And they're taking it and they're, they're looking at each other in the eyes and be like, yeah, I got you next time. I got you. Like those are going to be the, the most successful teams. And um, from what I've seen um, from scrimmages practices and you know, the, the first couple games of the season, this team has that look in their eyes and they have that, um, that collective nature where, you know, it's a next play mentality, but at the same time, they're going to hold each other accountable to, to do their job on every single play. So I love seeing that. Um, and then let's, let's talk about the Dayton game a little bit, right? Let's, let's get into that because I think it's a super important game. It's a tough game, only the second game of the year um, could easily be one of those games that, uh, that you lose, right? Yeah. Dayton's well coached. They press the whole game. They, they try to wear you down for 40 minutes. We had seven turnovers uh, against a team that, that presses the whole time. Boo had four of them, um, which again, they were just like him attacking the basket. Fine. Like they weren't, they weren't turnovers that turned into buckets. Um, and then you look at our secondary ball handlers that brought the, you know, when Boo was out or when they were taking the ball out of Boo's hands, which they, which they tried to do the entire game. Yeah. Brooks, zero turnovers. Ryan, zero turnovers. Uh, Jordan Clayton had none as well. Like guys that were in tie, one turnover, but that was on a lob. Like we didn't really turn the, we didn't turn the ball over at all against a team that pressures you full court for 40 minutes. Um, I think that has something to do with the poise, the experience that we talked about. And then just the ability to get shots on every possession, right? We out rebounded them as well. We crashed the glass hard, um, which is not something that Northwestern basketball has done a lot in the past. So our ability to crash the glass and uh, dominate the glass against a, a little bit of a smaller team, uh, I thought was a super bright spot as well. So what did you see um, in the Dayton game in particular that, that you were impressed with or do you think we need work on? I think uh, from the Dayton game, you know, just the rotations defensively, especially in that first half, you know, the big guy Holmes, he did an amazing job of, you know, throwing that skip pass out of the post. We were doubling in the post. Felt like sometimes we were going to double a little early before he put the ball on the floor. As you know, once a big catches it, you know, they don't feel that pressure. If they see someone coming, they're easily able to pass it. And as you know, as a player, it's harder to pass once the ball, you're dribbling and got to make a read. But I think second half, we made a great adjustment, you know, playing one-on-one in the post. But, you know, as a team, what I really saw that stood out, I'm going to go back to, you know, our X factors. 
you know, Ty Berry, I told him after the game, um, you know, when I went back to the locker room to see the guys, I thought he did an amazing job. You know, in the first half, he didn't get many shooting opportunities. And in the second half, he took he took a three. It was a pull up. He had a mismatch. But in the post, he had an opportunity to throw it, I think, to Brooks in the post who had, you know, a smaller player. Ty mm -hmm. took a three. He missed it. Coach Collins kind of got on him and he told him, you know, well, he backed up. I'm going to shoot it. And, you know, a few plays later, some big key moments. He got an offensive rebound, made a three. A couple minutes later, he makes another big three. And you can just see Dayton's, you know, everything. They just deflated. It got loud in the arena. So Ty stepping up, that was a big thing. Then Martinelli's, you know, presence off the bench. So our two guys that we talked about earlier, they were huge in that game. And just the little wrinkles, we made the adjustments on the fly and just that experience. You know, I think it was a good test for us because, you know, Boo was getting double teamed full court. They took the ball out of his hands, but we show we have other ball handlers and other people that can score. So I think later on in the season, games like this is going to be really good for us and figuring out ways to win like this is going to be helpful, especially once we get to the conference season. Because as you know, that Big Ten is not a joke. Night in, night out, you're playing against, you know, top dogs. So. I think that's, you know, yeah. pretty much what stood out against Dayton. And I'm glad we were able to pull out a win. That's an awesome breakdown. And I'm glad you brought up the tie thing because I thought those two plays, well, even I'll even say the one play, him getting the offensive rebound off the free throw, the, uh, Blake Preston is shooting free throws, um, gets inside position on the guy and gets the offensive rebound, kicks it out, spots up and bangs the three um, in a pivotal moment. I thought that was, a, you know, obviously a winning play, but I thought that completely turned the tide. And I think Boo was out at that time, and we were able to go on that 9-0 run um, when he left the game with like seven minutes to go. Um, so I think that was obviously a crucial play, a crucial moment, and really critical for a guy like Ty to, to see a couple go through, right? Had a, had a tough first half, um, you know, maybe made some plays that, that he, you know, would want back, but it, in the long run, um, if you continue to to make those winning plays impact the game in in other ways, getting rebounds, deflections, steals, the shots are going to fall, right? That, that, that's just like the basketball gods working in your favor. And you know, with his positivity and energy, uh, you know, it was it was great to see those shots going. And you could see his teammates overjoyed as well when they, when they see that ball go in for Ty, they realize how important he is for the team. And, and what he did, what he does for them on a day in and day out basis with his energy, his enthusiasm and what he brings to the table there. So that was crucial. And then I want to talk about some X's and O's that I saw in the game. You talked about some wrinkles that we threw in uh, offensively a little earlier. We ran a couple sets that were just uh, absolutely dynamite. Number one, when Brooks started cooking in the second half, we just went to this like old school European offense where, they swung it around the perimeter. They set the cross screen for him, and they got it to their best player at the time in the post. He turned, made a turnaround jumper, his little one-legged fadeaway, um, which has become his patented move. Yeah, and then, then he dimed one inside for a dunk to Nicholson. And then I think he scored one more time or got to the line. Like those three possessions in a row, I just love the, the coaching emphasis that we put on. I was like, hey, we're just going to give it to our best players, and we're going to – uh, run the same play till they stop it. Very NBA-esque, very, you know, Euroleague-esque where they're just going to keep running it until the defense can adjust. Um, but by the time they did, it was too late. Brooks had already gotten his. He was finding the right guys. We were getting to the foul line. Um, and then again, we, we made foul shots down the stretch. 
Langborg, um, I thought, again, his experience played in. He got the ball late in the clock. It didn't have to go to Boo, right? At this point, Boo was in the game. They were still trying to shadow him and take the ball away from him. Langborg got the, the ball late in the clock, was just driving by guys and getting fouled, right? And knowing that he's a tremendous foul shooter, got to the line, made his free throws, iced the game away. So those are some key things that I saw in the game that were super impressive and were just ways that, you know, we can continue to uh, just be aggressive down the stretch and like have multiple ball handlers, um, get the ball late in late game situations, uh, I think is going to be pivotal for us as we get into some of these closer games or into these some some of these more competitive games early on in the season. No, I agree 100 percent because like, you know, last season it was either most of the time, 90 percent of the time, the ball is going to be in booze hands at the end of the game. Sometimes, you know, chase. But now, like you said, we got Ryan, you got Brooks who can just, all right, give them the ball, let them create and make a play. Then you got shooters around. So I think that versatility is really going to stand out for us and help us down the stretch as we, you know, make this run back to the tournament. And, you know, with that, you know, we got a couple more games coming up. Anything that you see, you know, we got a home game coming up Tuesday. And then, you know, we're on a neutral site. So, you know, we got three straight home games and now we plan on a neutral site. Is there anything you think we should look for or, you know, as a player, you remember, you know, now as a fan, anything that you remember that stands out when you go into a neutral site coming from playing at home, anything that you prepare for a different way you prepared or what you look for for neutral sites? Yeah. I mean, you never know like how the rims are at, at neutral sites, right? Yeah. Like that's always weird. Or like nowadays they like using like brand new balls for, for these types of games. So like, always look at like shooting percentages. So how can we get easy buckets? How can we get good looks? And then let's, let's make them make tough shots, right? Like, uh, I, I think if we can continue to contain, like I look at that Rhode Island game um, as a potential trap game of like, okay, how can we contain their guards, right? Without fouling and then make them make tough shots over us and then rebound out of it. I think if we can take care of business and at, at against Rhode Island in that, in that Connecticut game, um, we'll be we'll be in good shape. And then obviously again we play Mississippi State or Washington State, um, two Power Five teams. So um, really looking forward to 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 seeing that that slate of game here, um, middle of the month. Uh, when traveling, I think that's always tough, right? It's going to be our first travel test, right? So what type of routine can you get in? Can everybody stay healthy? Um, you know, we're going to obviously like, I don't know where we are in the, in the school year anymore, but like these guys are, are studying and, and, and trying to, to balance that type stuff too. So all of that starts to come into play when, when traveling or, or, or going elsewhere. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I'm, 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 I think Collins and, and the staff and the training staff has always done a really good job of keeping these guys focused on the road. I think the road record, you know, says itself last year, we were fantastic. So if we could continue to do that, um, stay in routine, um, stay on top of everything that we're doing, I think it should be no problem. But again, you and I have done it a long time. We, you know, traveling takes a lot out of you. Um, yeah. whether it's, you know, flying private or you're, you're taking a bus eight hours, like either way, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. And how can you get right mentally in order for your game to show up? Um, when you step on the hardwood. So um, those are some keys for me. How about yourself? Dude, that's amazing. I'm glad you touched on all that because, you know, as if you're not 
in the field, if you're not playing, these are things that you don't, you know, think about. So, you know, as fans and spectators, I, you know, I think that's really good that, you know, they hear about that, that process yeah. or, you know, traveling's not easy. That, like you said, it takes a toll on you physically and mentally. Sitting on a bus eight straight hours, even, you know, if you're flying private, you know, sometimes there's delays. You know, you might sit there and be stuck in a, in a city for a certain amount of time. But, yeah. you know, going back, like you said, I think, you know, you don't know about the rims. Then those new balls can be tricky. They can be slippery, could be sticky. So there's a lot of adjusting that you have to do on a fly. So I'm excited to see how, you know, they mesh this upcoming week with the, the, the slate of games that they have. But, you know, before we even get to that neutral site game, you know, we got, you know, was it Western Michigan coming in? You know, yeah. not to take anything away from them. You know, they're a great team, great, well coaching staff. I would like to see, you know, hopefully we can get off to a great start and then get some of those other bench players, you know, some more minutes. You know, I would like to see Jordan Clayton play, uh, Mullins. I would like to see them get some minutes to get some experience because, as you know, it's a long season. Injuries happen. Foul trouble happens. There may be a time where we need them to play some key minutes. So I would like to see them get some experience. But all in all, I think we're on the right tra- right path. I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, we can go 2-3-0 and this week. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that's how we're going to continue to approach it, right? And I think we have all along is like, okay, um, each each week is a, is a different challenge, a different test. We went 2-0 last week. How can we go um, 2-0, 3-0 this week? And, you know, obviously get to that overall goal of being undefeated. So um, really good points. I'd love to see, you know, a couple 20-plus point, 20 point victories here get some guys some burn, um, get in, experience what those bright lights feel like and um, play some meaningful minutes because, yeah, like you mentioned, injuries, uh, injuries happen, uh, foul trouble happens. You're going to need to be ready and stay ready. So um, I'm also like interested to see if, if, you know, even if games are close, if Coach Collins starts to uh, throw some guys in the rotation like a Jordan Clayton out there, like a, a Mullins, who's obviously can be a plus defender, but I think needs to improve a little bit offensively. Um, and just see what type of rotations, what type of lineups that he can throw out there that could potentially produce when, you know, a Langborg may pick up foul trouble. So who can come in? Can Jordan Clayton come in and be that secondary ball handler? Can he be that off guard or that one guard and move Boo off the ball? Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of things that, that can play out here over the next month or so and obviously the course of the season. So there's a lot of a lot of scenarios that I'd like to see some guys get in um, and and all of that. But uh, nonetheless, I, I'm really excited for the, the schedule that uh, coaches put together. Um, I know he worked hard on getting that. I know we don't have a Big Ten ACC challenge game, so it was important to him to get the, the Dayton game scheduled. And we obviously got that that dub already. We have you know, we're looking at Mississippi State or Washington State. We have Purdue, obviously. And then um, we played the Paul again, always a, a fun inner city matchup. And then uh, Arizona State, that's a game that I, I think is going to be a really fun game uh, down in Phoenix. Um, almost a home. I know it's a neutral site, but almost a home game for, for ASU. They're always tough. They're always well coached. Bobby Hurley and company um, always are, you know, tourney bound. And they always have some some super athletes that can really score. So, um, looking forward to to what's on the on the slate coming up. That's for sure. Yeah, 
it'll be exciting. You know, we'll be following up, keeping you guys updated and, you know, be on the lookout. We got some really, really special guests coming up this season that are going to join us. We won't drop names, but just be on the lookout. We got some former alums, some guys in the media, some guys still playing. It's going to be interesting. I'll let yeah. you take, you know, you're the, you're the new dad now. Is, is, is she sleeping now? What is she doing? Sorry yeah, to get away sleeping. from She's sleeping or uh, she's, she's on a walk with Ange. So um, I, one of the two, they, they gave me some, some daddy time this morning to, to hop on the pod and, um, and connect with you, Juice, which is super exciting. So um, obviously, like you said, looking forward to a, 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 an exciting, um, action-packed season two of the Wildcat Alley podcast. Looking forward to bringing on some great guests. Looking forward to, to chatting through um, all things Northwestern basketball. And obviously, we'll keep you all updated uh, as we move through as well. Um, but as always, Juice, appreciate the insight. Um, big time stuff and looking forward to a, to a fun season ahead. Me too, my man. Thank you. Always a pleasure, man. It's always fun talking hoops and everything. And I'm excited to see the little one at a game with the headphones. I remember oh, yeah. having yeah. my little ones at the games. Oh, man, it takes me back. It's exciting times, man. When you can, though, get a nap in. That's my Get a nap when you can. But it sounds like you and Angie got it, you know, got it all down packed. Give each other a break here and there. And I'm glad she's outside walking around. It's a nice day. Hope you beautiful. So. So. We'll be we'll be good. Looking forward to seeing you soon, Juice. Um, yes. Signing out. Appreciate uh, everybody at Beyond the Big Ten. New Amendment for putting this on. Uh, and again, uh, catch us for the rest of the episodes. Season two of the Wildcat Alley podcast kicking off today with episode one. Um, look out for us in the future. Take care. All right. Wildcat Alley. <laughs>